Guys from Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today is Trailer Reaction Day. Yep. It's been a while. Yep. And there's been a backlog. Yep. So we're going to do a couple. And our first reaction request is from Jesse, and let's be honest, a bunch of other people, but Jesse really wanted us to do it. We're going to talk about the Beating the Beast trailer. Yeah, we are. We certainly, certainly are. Uh, we should make a little side note that there were some people who did ask us to do election fallout. And then there were other people who asked us not to. Yeah. And I think there is something to be said about, we're a pop culture podcast, Mm -hmm. we're answering your guys' questions, and most of the time it's about movies, it's about TV, and it's about video games, that sort of stuff. So we thought, why not provide a break rather than rehashing stuff. Yeah, so Sean just recently wrote his reactions to the election and kind of his his thoughts and opinions yep. and put it up on the website in an article form. Yep. So if you want to know what we think and by we I mean Sean cuz we I'm the one that talks about politics yeah. way more than you do and I'm the one that knows a, a little bit more just because I studied the backlog and all yeah. of that sort of stuff and I have a historical perspective and all of that. Yeah. So yes. All those reasons are why I let Sean do it. Because yep. my article would have been like, Trump bad, me sad, Hillary no win. In that 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 grammar, too. Whereas mine is, I think, three to 4,000 words. There's GIFs in it. I covered it from a, an electoral standpoint. Yeah. And a historical standpoint. And, like, what my thoughts are going forward and all that sort of thing. So, If you want to read that, go do that. But that's the end of... Likely the end of what we're going to talk about, the, the election that we're going to talk about today. Yeah. I mean, it may come up in jokes or something like that, but we're not going to spend 45 everything is, minutes talking about it. Everything is funny or nothing is funny. So we will make jokes about anything. Exactly. If it comes up, it comes up that way. But if you want actual, thoughtful opinion on it, sure. theguysfrom.com, you'll find it there. There you go. Beauty and the Beast. Initial thoughts? I think it's the best trailer that we've ever had asked to react to. I've got a page, like, a full page, double-sided, and then some of notes that we took from this. It's got so much in it. It, I mean, it's a throwback to our childhood. Yep. It's a throwback to one of... Now, it never made our favorite lists, but I'm not afraid to call it one of the best Disney like animated films. Certainly. It I like it. it I just like doesn't the... appeal to me the same way that, that our favorites do. But exactly. is it a better made film than Robin Hood? Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Not even close. Well, and is more universally loved than Robin Hood, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. It impacted a bunch of people. There was also the live action series with Ron Perlman. I was going to write about I was going to talk about that. But yes. Okay. Um well we are. Well, I, <laughs> right now. Well, when you asked cuz Sean and I were watching the trailer and when we first saw it like the first time that that Belle swoops the candle up and, you know, sees the beast. What does she say? Let, uh, come into the light. Yep. And swoops the candle up and that's the first time you see the beast's face and I was just like, well, he's no Ron Perlman, <laughs> but it's probably okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean like Beauty and the Beast, we know the story. Yeah. It's a tale as old as time, Sean. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but it's we everybody knows it. Yep. And I mean, I guess everybody knows Robin Hood, but there's something so iconic. And I mean, by the time they came out with Beauty and the Beast, that was mid nineties, right? Early, yeah, like early nineties. I think I want to say it was just before the Lion King. 
but it might have been just after The Lion King. And um, in any case, animation was better. 91. That, Beauty and the Beast was 91? I believe. Dang. Yeah, 91. That's okay, I, I think mean. Lion King Early was 90s. 94. Yeah. So, okay, so it's, it's, it's before The Lion King, but I mean, animation was starting to get better, I guess, and they were starting to, to be able to draw more... Despite the fact that they got worse. Uh, sure. To be fair. <laughs> like, I don't know that any of us are wanting to watch Hercules again. Yeah. Hunchback was okay. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think they were... I don't want to say they were running out of stories, because there's They're not. all kinds of fairy tales that they can do, but there's just something... Like, they did. Like, they went... They did Beauty and the Beast, and then they did The Lion King, and then it's like... <gasps> Oh, okay. Now maybe they started focusing more on the on the uh, computer animated stuff because like 1996 is when Toy Story came out, and so they kind of started. Maybe they started shifting a lot of their focus to that. I don't know. Wasn't Pixar separate though at the time? Didn't Pix wasn't Pixar like a different wing altogether? And there was still the hand drawn animation. Yeah. Side. Yeah. I'm just trying to justify why they were able to why they started getting crappy movies. Anyway, um, I I don't know. Whatever the case is, it, there's something about this movie. Like they got Celine Dion to sing the the song, oh, yeah. Beauty and the Beast, and yep. like that song was on every radio station. Like Celine Dion in the '90s, like the Kenny Loggins of the '90s. If you were doing a movie <laughs> and you were going to have a hit song from the movie, you had Celine Dion sing it. <laughs> Dave's laughing, but he also knows I'm right. <laughs> I, I have never in all my life considered that because, yeah, like, I totally know what you're saying. Like, Kenny Loggins, Caddyshack, yep. uh, he had two songs on the the Top Gun soundtrack. Yep. Uh, and I'm sure he did something. Footloose. He did Footloose. Yep. And, yeah. And then he got Celine Dion. He got her in Beauty and the Beast. He got her on My Heart Will Go On on Titanic. Like, she absolutely, she was, like, she had her... French Canadian pink fingers and all those pies. Yep. Anyway, yeah. So like it was just critical acclaim and universally loved. This movie this movie's for everybody. It is. But yep. that said, it's not my favorite Disney movie, nor did it make my top ten, just because I like it. I, I enjoyed the animated movie, but it's not one I go out of my way to see. Yeah, it's not Aladdin. It's not Robin Hood. It's not Peter Pan. Exactly. But it's still like if it was if I was at home and it happened to come on like CBC for the Sunday night movie and be like you know what I haven't watched Beauty and the Beast in years so and I need to see more Mr. D commercials because I've only seen like 80 of them in the last hour and a half well there's that too have you ever watched that show? no it's not bad yeah okay I, I also like Jerry D as a comedian so ah, fair enough um yeah so it <sighs> Don't worry, folks. We'll get to the trailer soon. Well, I was going to try and lead this into that. So, I like the movie enough. The animated movie. The animated movie. Right. But man, when you're sitting there watching it, like, the opening shot... We, we learned in previous trailer reactions not to just, like, talk about shot by shot because everybody's seen the trailer. So, we're not trying to, like, recap what the trailer is for people who are blind and can't watch, who just listen to the podcast and can't actually see the trailers. Like, we right. want to... So, we take notes... To help us, to help guide our thoughts on the on the trailer. Yeah. But like... <laughs> Using the Beast's castle as the Disney castle for the Disney logo 
So you get an overview of the Beast's kingdom or whatever. Yeah. To start. With the Disney arcing across, like the semicircle Disney coming across the top, it's just like, Disney, you clever mofos. <laughs> yep. That was just... It was a great way to start. Such a great way to start. I was really impressed. And then I don't I don't I don't remember the the beasts like the Beauty and the Beast trailer from when I was growing up. That was I mean that I was 8 years old when that movie came out apparently. Yeah. So I don't remember that but like I remember seeing the the family portrait with the the slashes through it and and like maybe not in the trailer but in the movie itself yeah. and oh, then yeah. in the trailer you get that that shot of that and it's just like Oh my god, this is my childhood co- literally coming to life. Yeah, exactly. There's a part of me that's thinking we're going to pause right now. We'll be right back. So, okay, we watched the 1991 trailer and yeah, it's close. Yeah. Yeah, and then somebody also like there's somebody posted online like doing basically a, a shot for shot of the, the current trailer with a, the shots from the movies. There's a lot of it's comparable. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. And I just want to say, watching the 1991 trailer, there's parts about it that I really forgot how fun it is. Yeah, me too. Like, I forgot that on top of being kind of angry, as the Beast tends to be, because he's a beast, Yeah, I forgot kind of his, like, dorky awkwardness. Yeah, totally. And so, yeah, I definitely would like to see it again now that I've watched that. But it does feel like they are doing a live-action remake of that, which makes me somewhat hopeful. I don't know. what. Okay, what are your <laughs> feelings on the idea of doing Be Our Guest again? Because, at, as we saw at the end of the trailer, it's hashtag Be Our Guest. Mm-hmm. Be Our Guest 2017, movies yeah. out in March of 2017. St. Patrick's Day, let's all get drunk and go see Beauty and the Beast. I, I can't think of anything I would rather do. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. Yeah. But how do you feel about that concept? Because it's, I feel like it might be out of place. I think so too. This doesn't strike me as... But if they do what they kind of did with the Beauty and the Beast song in the trailer, and they do Be Our Guest as she's exploring the castle once we, she's been let out of her latticework jail cell. Yeah. When she meets Lumiere and uh, Cogsworth and mm-hmm. all of them and she's walking through the castle. If it's just, if it is just the subtle piano... Sure. Yes. Yeah, I, I would have no issue with that. And like, do, 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 Like, just kind of make it, put yeah. it in the background. Put it in a different key to make it a little bit solemn. Not solemn, but a little bit more subtle. Subdued? Yeah, subdued. Yeah. That's the word I was yeah. looking for. Absolutely. And then, because then it'd be a nice tip of the hat to the original, but you're not, because this doesn't, have that feeling of a Disney musical. It has a feeling of a live action movie of the fairy tale. Of the fairy tale. Yeah. Just done by the same company that did the original musical animated version. animated movie, right. which is a musical. Yep. So yeah, it would be, it would strike me as very odd if all of a sudden these live action characters started singing Be Our Guest. That would be very weird to me. But I wouldn't have any issue if like even if it wasn't obvious, but if it was like Whoever the composer is of this of this movie, right? At at certain places, put like just that little doom 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 in under something else, like some other music, but just kind of put that in there as a as a little bit of a nod, yeah. and people who are really listening for it can be like, "That's that's there that's, it is that's that's be our guest." Yeah, 
And then you and McGregor's Lumiere could just like swing around a little bit. And yeah. And just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Great. So I don't know. I'm very curious to see what they what they do with that. But it, I mean, it looks it looks pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Production design wise. <sighs> like, oh, man. Everything. And there's, we have, I don't even know how many notes of this. Every shot, almost, when they were going for a showpiece shot, was almost perfectly symmetrical, but not. Absolutely. When, when the first shot we see, it's the Disney castle, and then we have a wide shot of the beast in, like, the rose chamber, and it's, it is a beautiful shot. It's lit so well. Like, the forefront is, the foreground is all warm lighting, and then that chamber is all blue, and so you've got this contrast, but blue you and have white. Blue and white. But you have these... Which, these Because that ties back into her dress later. Yeah. So we have to mention Symbolism, that. guys. And like just... They keep bringing it... Like it's just all kinds of subtle foreshadowing. But they have like the pillars and everything like that. And it's so close. And the, the archway and everything. And everything looks so symmetrical. But then when you stop and look at it, it's like, wait. It's no, not. No, it's not. It's not quite. No. It is, but it's not. Yep. And then, it, like, again, when she enters into the castle after her father, Kevin Klein has been captured for trying to steal the rose, that door, which is just... <laughs> the door is not... Practical? No. Why would anyone want that door? <laughs> it looks cool, but... It would be so flimsy. Oh, so, yeah. like, later on, when the villagers are, are smashing down the door with their battering ram... I it's, can't imagine it would be that hard to bash it down. No, because it's not... It doesn't have... How do you brace that? There's nowhere that you can brace it, because it's all weird and angular. It's a jigsaw puzzle. Stupid door. <laughs> I want... The Beast better have fired that architecture. Architect. <laughs> I hope so. It's Disney. It's an architecture. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like that... I didn't ask for that door. I was like, well, no, I figured I'd give it a little bit of flair. You got so much Rococo here anyway. I just figured your door should be too. It's like, you're fired. And for good cause. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you got a Simpsons reference yeah. in because, whew. <laughs> well, I mean. Trailer days are tough, but. BR or see my vest. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that. The whole time. The whole time. <laughs> so it was, it was inevitable that there was going to be something, but. But no, that. Like yeah, door, so she comes but, in that weird-looking door. And she's walking through the foyer. Yeah. And we get the shot from the top of the stairs looking down into the foyer. Yeah. And it's, all again, almost perfect. But Dave and I were looking at it, and Dave's like, well, there's a statue on the left that gives more weight there. And I'm like, yeah, but the candle holder on the right in the foreground is heavier <laughs> than the one on the left. So the weight stays symmetrical, but it's not a symmetrical shot. Yeah. It's just... it. Welcome to art nerd talk. Oh, <laughs> because God, the the designer in me is just so happy about this. Yeah, I mean, there's every establishing shot. There was something cool. Yep. Because I mean, like we had a few of the interior, but that one shot where Maurice played the Bell's dad, he's coming into the the courtyard, and you see him on this horse. Like you kind of see him. Yeah. But he's trumped. Yep. <laughs> by That's a word. yeah, I know. It's just anyway, he he's trumped by the rest of this courtyard, yeah. which is so grandiose, and you barely see him on his horse down in the corner there. And the design of that courtyard. Again, the design of that is so so perfect and it's so pretty. And he has taken terrible care of those trees. They are so tiny. Yeah. 
for evergreen trees, they should not be that, like, are they bound? I don't Fire I don't your know. gardener. Seriously. Like, the I roses just, are great, but. Mm. I understand that all of your assistants are also cursed because of, you know, your actions way back when, whatever it was. Yeah. But, dude, you can outsource that, man. Like. Yes. There are people who are, you can pay some villagers, and you don't, I mean, that's what e-transfers are for. Yeah. You don't even have to worry about paying, like, they don't have to see you. No. You can just be that weird recluse up in the castle who has a bitchin' garden. And every day in the gazebo, a, a pile of gold shows up. Yeah. Just have the clock take it. Consworth exactly. can take it there. Or the broom. Yeah. The broom can take it. And let's be honest, if that maybe the villagers wouldn't be so afraid of you if you showed a little care in your yard. Yeah. Because let's be honest, we all know that... Y'all, we all have to look at it. Castles yeah. are always up high. They're always up high. It's for protection. I get it. That's why you build a castle up top. But... Sure. But at the same time, we also would need those establishing shots of the villagers marching up to the castle. And then, you know, you're looking down from the castle and see, oh, the villagers, there's their pit, uh, pitchforks and torches. Yeah. We like it's integral for the telling of the story yeah. to have the castle on high, but as a result, everybody's seen your damn garden and it looks like crap, dude. Yeah. So just hire one. Except of the- that gazebo. The gazebo's well, gorgeous. The gazebo's gorgeous. But I think it seems like Beast really cares for the gazebo, and everything else is just like a keep out of here sort of garden. Yeah, he's really not throwing up any welcome signals. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not turn this into the fountain and passengers. <laughs> <laughs> There are more things to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Great cast. Oh, my God. The cast. Okay, so as as we first see Kevin Klein picking the rose, I didn't really notice anything. But, like, as he falls back in the snow, as the beast kind of, kind of comes and confronts him. Yeah. For stealing roses. For stealing roses. The first time I saw him, I'm like, damn, that looks like Kevin Klein. But I didn't say anything because we were just watching the trailer for the first time. And right. then as we were going through, I was like... That looks like Kevin Klein. We stopped, and Sean looked, and sure enough, it's Kevin Klein. Yep. So obviously, the that Belle is played by Emma Watson. Right. Great choice. Yeah, it really is. Like, she kind of looks like the animated version. I mean, you can't really get somebody to look like the animated person. Yeah. But Emma Watson's got both a natural beauty, but also like a classic. Exactly. Yep. So she's she's gorgeous and kind of that girl next door look, but she's also got that classic, yeah, that that Victorian feel to her. Yep. Tremel Watson is the, is Belle. Belle. I keep saying, want to say the Beast. So to get that out of the <laughs> that would be an amazing to, movie as well. That would gender be, swap it. Why oh not? My, why not? Uh, the Beast is played by Dan Stevens. Yep. Uh, apparently he was in Downton Abbey. Cousin Matthew in Downton Abbey. So for. People Everyone who, else who watches Downton Abbey. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, d- now we're going to convince Dave to put the paper down because he's talking with his hands with the paper, and I'm watching it flutter around on the. You guys, on the can, you guys can hear that? <laughs> Let me just grab my glasses then. Uh, so, Dad, the the Dad Maurice is played by Kevin Klein. Right. Uh, Lefeu is Josh Gad. Yep. We saw him once. At, like, you'd see him for just the briefest of moments, and it says... Holding Gaston back. He's holding Gaston back, and, like, again, you didn't say anything, but as we were looking at the cast list, you're like, yeah, that was Josh Gad. Like, yep. that's fantastic. With spectacular Elvis sideburns. Seriously. The yeah. guy behind him has amazing mutton chops, but yeah. Josh Gad does have very nice Elvis sideburns. We also need to point out that in that scene where Josh Gad holds back Gaston yep. with the... Was it that scene? 
Yeah. With the tricorner hats. Yep, there's ten tricorn hats in that. Yeah, and Sean was very excited because clearly Disney listens to the guys from... Bringing them back. And they're bringing it back. So, you know... 2018. You're welcome, Disney. Yep. Uh, Emma Thompson plays Mrs. Potts, but the the one that we're both so very excited for is Ewan McGregor's Lumiere. And Sir Ian McKellen oh, and as Cogsworth. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sir Those Ian... two. That's so awesome. I love Emma Thompson, and I think she's going to be a great Mrs. Potts. Yeah. I don't know if she'll be able to top Angela Lansbury, because Angela Lansbury is Angela Lansbury, but... Sure. Oh, man. But, I mean, and, and the, the relationship between uh, Cogsworth and Lumiere is so good anyway. Yep. And I feel like they can play off each other, and, like, Sir Ian McKellen has that kind of the, the old man grumbly, like... Yeah, he's perfect to play a clock. Versus... Ewan McGregor, who can play kind of that cheeky, happy-go-lucky candle holder, candlestick. And it's Obi-Wan and Gandalf totally. in Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Yeah. It had to happen. It, it did have to happen. <laughs> so the cast is is just terrific. And we never mentioned Luke Evans as well. He's playing Gaston. Oh, yeah, right. I forgot to write down Gaston. That's That's cool. I remember. You remembered, yeah. Yep. So as long as one of us gets it, then we're good. Yeah, from the Furious movies and from uh, Dracula Untold and... And he played the sheriff's thug in the crappy Robin Hood, the Ridley Scott Robin Hood. Yep. So... The only movie that Dave has seen that Luke Evans has been in. Theoretically. But that seems... As Sean was going through, I'm like, that sure seems to be all. No, it it was, because you haven't seen the two hobbits that he's in, so... He's not in the first Hobbit? No, he's in the next two, because they don't get to the town in the first one. Right. You know, because it's a 300-page book, Dave. Come on. Right. They're not getting to that town in the first movie. (laughs) 100 pages per movie. That's that's the old... Yeah, that's that's standard. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why Stephen King's It is going to be 10 movies (laughs) released over the next 12 or so years. Oh, man. That would suck so much. Oh, I would just be so angry. All this is is the spiders. Oh, it's an hour and a half. Don't worry, we added some appendices from Skeleton Crew. That doesn't even make sense. Oh, I like it. Anyway. There's just so... The Beast looks really good. Yeah, he really does. Like, I, I like the design. It's I, a little Krampus-y, which I like. Sure, yeah. <laughs> I think it's... like, And, and compared... like. I, I forgot what the old beast looked like in the movie, in the animated movie. It's very lion. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a combination of that beast and Ron Perlman's beast. Yeah. It's like lion goat. Yeah. Now, it's all CGI, I assume, hey? I would assume so. Yeah. And that's, I mean... Although, maybe enhanced CGI. So, like, he's in a suit of a sort, but he's... Or it's amazing makeup. If that's amazing makeup, then just hand them Oscars. Yeah. Because that would be awesome. That, but I'm sure... I'm guessing it's CG. It's just everybody else is CG, and it just makes sense that... And it, there was one point where I saw him, and it, it, you could just kind of tell. Like, it did just kind of have that, that feel to it. Yeah, and it would be insane to have him in a suit. Yeah. To do all of that stuff. I mean, it, it, something of that... something that complicated would take hours to get put into that suit. Yeah. So you'd like, okay, you're into that suit. Action! Cut! Okay, we'll see you tomorrow. Like... Uh, Well, no, it would be hours. So he'd be up at two, probably, for makeup chair, and then 
in the makeup chair taking it off. Max 12 hours, so he'd probably be out by 6 or 7. Yeah. So, yeah, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to... I tried to see if it was, yeah. and there wasn't anything on that yet. It'll probably come out later. Sure. But I'm assuming CG, or at least enhanced CG. Yeah. Um, but fun fact, Sir Ian McKellen turned down the role of Cogsworth in the 91 version. So now he's doing it in the live action. No way! And I way. think that's actually kind of neat. That is kind of neat. I like that. Maybe he realizes his mistake. Yeah. It's like, damn, that could have been part of something special. Or Also now it's like, huh, I can sit in a chair and talk to a microphone and they'll hand me money. <laughs> I like the sound of this. I mean, he would have done the exact same thing, you know. But at the time... When he was a little bit younger, totally. maybe yeah. he's still like, no, I'm going to go do Richard the Third because that's about the time his Richard comes sure. out too, right? So it's like, okay. Yeah, he's still pretty classic at that point. And like yeah. now, now it's just like, I'm he's, Gandalf he's and Magneto. Exactly. Whatever, sure. Cogsworth. Yeah. Yeah. And he's done six Gandalf. He's played, oh wait, how many times would be, was he in all three Hobbit movies too? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So perfect. <sighs> I wasn't sure what to expect with this. Okay. I knew a lot of people were really excited. Yeah, considering it's like the most watched trailer of all time now. Evidently, yeah. yeah. In two days, 137 million views. Good lord. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Talk about going viral, hey? Like, Yeah, that's huge. That is monumental. Anyway, so we're watching it and like... I was like, okay, there's there's the flower, and there's there's Belle, and there's this. And about 45 seconds in uh-huh. is, so it's like, who's there? Do you, want to, do you want to take your father's place? Come into the light. She holds the candles up. There's the beast. And then it's the doom, 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 doom on the piano. Yep. And I was just like, well, <laughs> damn. Gave me shivers, and I was hooked. Although, I will say the next shot is so it's Taylor's oldest time on the like the just the simple piano. The thing that we love, the thing that we've talked about in so many other trailers, so Jurassic trailers, World yeah. to Ghostbusters, to, yeah. Like using this is so smart. Absolutely. <laughs> but then he says, "Show me the girl," and he looks up to the mirror, and he sees the girl in the mirror. But to me, in that shot, she looked like Kristen Stewart. A little bit. And I was just like, wait, I thought it was, oh no, that is Emma Watson. But why did they have Kristen Stewart in the, like, to me, it was just like, <laughs> what? Was Emma Watson busy that day? So they're just like, uh, Kristen Stewart, you're just sitting there for a second. It'll be fine. I, it looked weird to me. Anyway. It did look a little weird. That's fair. Yeah. But the use of the music, just using the one song, but reworking it, making it completely orchestral and adding a choir to it perfect yeah oh man by the end of the by the end of the trailer as we were as we're getting kind of to the climax of the trailer and the the, the music is starting to crescendo and like my seriously i was getting shivers and I was just like this is damn this yeah. is gonna be good and like you've got the the villagers i mean that last 20 seconds oh yeah it's just shot 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 like there's just yeah thanks little john that's who made the shots song. Dave looks blank at me because it's not Pearl Jam. I'll play it for him after. <laughs> I made a, a Little John reference? You did. Woo! All right. Listen to me getting all yep, worldly. Yep, 2008. 
yeah, it was just it was shot after shot and just spectacular looking things. Like we, yep. it, what was at the end? So it was the villagers. God, I don't even know where to start. The well, dance. You, you were talking about the the last like twenty seconds. or I so. don't know where that started on here. Well. So There's... we have, like, don't be afraid. Then the Okay, so we have the villagers breaking down the door. Yes. And then we have a shot of Bell. Oh, Bell on the roof as it's crumbling. Right. Right. Um, and then that weird, like, Gaston the Victorious, is he standing there in his in his red jacket holding the sword in front of a portrait of him a portrait in a red jacket holding, holding a sword? That says Gaston the Victorious. And, and then so... it also, like, reflects itself on a 75-degree angle where it's also starting again. So I think it's like a fantasy of Gaston at the pub, talk, or tavern, I suppose it would sure. be in this case, yeah. and at the tavern, talking about how he's going to win the day. Yeah, because then the next shot is him standing there and everybody giving, like, cheersing Gaston. Right. And then the weird, like, so then there was the quick cuts. It was like the hills are alive with the sound of music where Bell's standing on the field very much a la uh, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Yeah. But then it crossfades in, like, five seconds. It was like the hills are alive, crossfades into Lumiere dancing with the feather duster, yep. crossfades into the beast overlooking the castle, crossfades into the formal part of the trailer, which was the ball. Oh, that... That masquerade, like, it's not a masquerade, but that formal ball is gorgeous. Every woman in ivory white. white. Yeah. And half in white wig, half in black wigs. Yeah. And later on in the sequence that we're talking about, there's a top shot, which is focusing on the, the, essentially it'd be the hall. Yeah. We see it earlier in the... And the most iconic thing that everybody knows from the, the cartoon film, which they have somehow made Belle and the beast look exactly like they were supposed to because the dress is perfect. That shot of them coming together at the top of the stairs like Which again is slightly not symmetrical but symmetrical, yes. But it's the it's... Perfect. That's the shot. Yep. That's the shot that everybody knows. Yep. Yeah, and then... So So we see them dancing in that earlier in the trailer Yeah. but there's a top shot of all of the women dancing around this intricate beautiful design on the floor Yeah. and they're Again, they're dancing symmetrically, but they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just the design of this alone. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, we fade into the formal part. Then we cut to Gaston fighting the beast. Right. And the beast has as his weapon what I just assumed was a shake weight. Yeah, it kind of looks like it. Yeah. Of course, it's not going to look exactly like the ones we have. It's the olden times. Exactly. But as you said, the beast looks pretty toned. Yeah, exactly. And he's putting work in. Yeah, so, you know. He's not getting that just by making flowers. Like, come on. Right, and clearly he's not getting it from yard work because he doesn't do any yard work. No. We've established that. Anyway, so it's the, that and then the top shot of the ballroom with the twirling and the, the white and black wigs. Like, every woman is in white and they either have a white hair or black hair. Yeah. And then it's Belle and the Beast dancing in the room of light. He's kind of got around the waist and, like, clearly, like, doing the It's that shot from the, the cartoon. It's the shot from the animated film. Yeah. And that all happens in about 15 seconds. And then it's just a quick blackout. And then the last shot is of the petal falling off the flower. I'm getting shivers just thinking about it. To the, to the final notes of the song, Beauty and the Beast. And then Beast pops as, as it's that last note. Beauty and the Beast pops up on the screen. Yep. And then it fades to the screen saying, Be Our Guest 2017. Yeah. And 
as it's happening, the music is rising and there's all these quick shots and there's torches and there's villagers and there's fighting and there's dancing and there's dark moody shots and then there's bright dancing shots and just like it's kind of a uh it's not a sensory overload because i never felt like i was bombarded but it's just like this is nailing everything that everyone we've ever spoken to and every disney fan loved about the animated film and the fairy tale and it's doing all of it live action and it looks like they're doing it right and it looks like they're doing it well yeah yeah well, yeah. and I mean, for the first 90 seconds of the trailer, it basically follows the story chronologically. Yeah. Which is something you don't often see in almost, trailers right now. Almost never. But why stray from that? Everybody knows the story. Yeah, you're, but, and, and what worked so well about this is they cut out little things that, like we talked about at the beginning with when I was like, I don't really want them to do be our guest, but when she's exploring the castle, they could hint at that. Yeah. They hid things, but they showed enough where it's like, Look at how we're doing this. We're doing this right. If you like Beauty and the Beast, you're going to want to see you're this. You're going to want to see this movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Before we stop, yeah. you did not mention when the villagers attacked Tom's paint. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thing. Right. Because I don't understand what's going on there. <laughs> so Because at some point, the villagers, because they're like, I'm going to kill, Gaston's yelling, what does he say? I'm, I'm going to kill the beast. Kill the beast, yeah. I don't have what he actually says, but... Oh, yeah, okay, so it's just, like... I, yeah, so... Kill the beast! Ah, and then there's... they. Yeah, he's he rounds up a posse. Yeah. We'll kill the beast! And everybody cheers. And then the, it cuts to a shot of them in what looks like the town square. Yeah. And there's a cart there with some buckets on it, and then they hurl torch at it, and, and it, it just it goes up in flames! That doesn't make... Like... We're going so, to kill the beast, but first, let's have a bonfire. Yeah, but first, screw Tom. Yeah. That that cart of fat smells terrible. Yeah, so we're just going to burn that up. Like, I'm sure it has some, but it's just, it's so out of context. Yeah. I have no idea what the reasoning behind it is. No. Until we see the movie. Like, maybe they're going to try. Like, Is that Gaston's, not Gaston's, Maurice's cart? Maybe? Because Maurice and Belle are now with the beast, so it's like, yeah, they're they're on his side. Burn it. Uh, maybe. Maybe it's like they needed something to light more torches as they're going, so why not burn? I don't know. Like, <laughs> Or like to really scare the beast by having a big burning wagon coming up the hill. <laughs> Look how much fire we can make in our town. <laughs> that is impressive. <laughs> I will leave immediately and never bother you guys again. Like the Credits. <laughs> <laughs> That's the director's cut. Who directed this movie? I'm not sure. We never wrote that down. We definitely did it. That's the one thing. Sean and I, while prepping, were like, maybe we should actually start doing a little bit more, like, writing down who's in what instead of having to pause it and, you know, instead of having one person having to talk while the other person looks things up. And Which which isn't that big a deal, Which isn't that big a deal, but here I am talking while Sean looks it up. Bill Condon. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, I know the name. Gods and Monsters. Okay. Kinsey. Dream Girls. Yep. The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part 1 and 2. So it was Kristen Stewart. Mr. Holmes, the okay. Ian McKellen Sherlock Holmes film, which is really good if okay. you haven't seen it. And uh, The Fifth Estate. Okay. So, yeah, I've like, I've seen some of his stuff and yeah. know, know of his stuff. So right. So that makes sense. Okay. Every time we do a trailer reaction, the question comes up. Are you going to see it? Yes. Are you going to see it in the theater? I don't know. If 
people we get ask drunk me, enough on Mar- on St. Patrick's Day. Well, that's a given. Yeah. But if somebody's like, "Hey, do you want to go see it?" I'd probably actually say yes. That's kind of where I'm at. Like, but I don't know that I'd be like, "Hey, Dave, let's go see Beauty and the Beast today," because Beauty and the Beast. Sure. But if a, a bunch of people are like, "Hey, we're gonna go see Beauty and the Beast," I would, and I'm free that night. Yeah, yeah I would totally. Think That's kind of where I'm at. Like, it's one that I'm I'm looking forward to. It. It looks gorgeous from a designer standpoint. Yeah. I want to see this so badly from the the eight year old who remembers watching Beauty and the Beast. Right. I would like to see it, but from but I don't know if I'm. I won't go out of my way to invite you, but yeah, like if a group of friends are like, hey, we're going to go for dinner and then go catch Beauty and the Beast, do you want to come and join? I'd be like, yeah, yeah let's do that. That sounds fun. Or if I'm dating somebody and it's like, it's date night, this is what we're watching, cool. I won't yeah. have any objection to it. Cool. Yeah. So uh, it's a good one to start our trailer reaction day. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> you say trailer reaction day like it's going to be the only one. Unless something else comes up, we might have a few of these. <laughs> to do that is for the true. rest of the year. That is true. I'm not sure yet. However, our second reaction is brought to you by Pickles the Cat Clown. Are you throwing a party or event for your cat? Is your corporate retreat needing a boost of excitement? Pickles can offer you a refreshing and new for performance, including balloon work, acrobatics, and hilarious one-of-a-kind naps. That's Pickles the Cat Clown. And we're back. So our second reaction is going to be about Fifty Shades Darker. Yeah. I really felt that Christian didn't nail the first movie, so I think the second movie is really where he has to shine. Dave just is realizing that in his joke, I know more about Fifty Shades of Grey than he does. You know way more, because I know literally nothing. I haven't read it. I haven't seen it. I oh, I know nothing about it. Her name's except... Anastasia? I believe so, yeah. yeah. And I got that from the trailer, because while this was a joke... We did watch the trailer once. We did watch the trailer once because someone did kind of jokingly ask us to do it, which I appreciated. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I know Christian is because John Oliver made a point of saying that this this Jamie Dornan or whatever guy who's playing okay. Christian yeah. is not – it doesn't work for Jamie. So every, right. in a bunch of episodes before it came out, he was like, hashtag not my Christian – that's oh, the only okay. reason I know okay. that. Under, uh, understandable. Because I watched and, last week tonight. Sure. Yeah. But okay. Anyway, uh, before I actually tell you what, tell you guys what what we're gonna do, I should say that Sean made me watch the shots video. Yep. So that I could learn who Little John. I know who Little John was, but right. I could learn the song. It's awful, but damn catchy. Yep. So anyway. Uh, it is a trailer reaction day, so we're gonna do a second one. We decided it's gonna be an Ewan McGregor day. Yeah. And so Tony has asked us to react to Train Spotting 2, and as Sean and I both absolutely adore the first one, yep. we decided that this was a pretty good opportunity to, to do that. Yeah, well, and we were asked to do it when it came out, mm-hmm. which, it, like, to be fair, it's only been a week and a half as of our recording this. Yeah. But it's just with my being sick, and then we had to catch up on some things. And then me being out of town, and just. Yeah. It, it, yeah. So it. We just decided to do it today. And yeah. Damn, am I happy. Yep. Normally, when Sean and I go to do a trailer reaction, most of the trailers I haven't seen. Partially because I know that the big ones we are going to be asked about. Yep. And so it's fun to kind of go in fresh. Like, I'm like, hey, Dave, there's a new Wonder Woman trailer. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but... We're going to do it. We are going to do that. There's a very good chance in the next couple weeks we're going to do the Wonder Woman. Barring anything else that comes up 
between now and next week. Yeah, if somebody asks us something that's, like, pressed for time, we'll do it. But there's a good chance we're going to be doing some trailer reacts to catch up. Yeah, for so there are some that I haven't seen the trailer for. This one, as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah. Yeah. This needs to happen. And I knew this was coming. I did. I knew there was a train spotting too. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But seeing that trailer was just... That yeah. was the shivering... That was Shivers, the, again, absolutely. Like single tier. That was the this is exactly what I want out of train spotting to feeling just from the trailer. I get so nervous about sequels. Yeah. Because they're just trying to cash in. I mean, obviously a sequel is trying to cash in on the success of the original movie, or it's it's a three part movie where, you know, we know that we're doing Back to the Future one, two, and three. Sure. Or something to that effect. Although anyway, doesn't matter. Yeah, that's not a road we'll go down because that's five or so minutes. Yeah. Yep. So I'm always I'm always somewhat nervous about sequels. Mm-hmm. I I don't know this one. It just part of it is because this is a cult classic and not. And this isn't cashing in. No. If Danny Boyle was cashing in, this would have been made in 1999. Exactly. Like a millennium train spotting. Like, oh, the new millennium, it's so awesome. Like, and ecstasy's huge now and all of that's Yeah. This, this is, is 21 20 years, years later. Yeah. 20 is the idea for the movie, and it's but it's not coming out. Yeah. Till, like we were talking about before, January of 2017. It's Basically 20 2016. Later. It was filmed in 2015, 2016. Yeah. Although... We will want to push it so that way it can be one of our 2017 movies. So totally. So 2017 yeah. is fine. Yeah. But at the the this, the opening line of the trailer, as Renton comes into this bar, that we just we don't know for sure, but we assume that Sick Boy is he it's, owns the bar. It seems like he either owns it or runs it. Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, like Sick Boy is in this bar, and Renton comes in and he says, "Hello, Mark. So what have you been up to for 20 years?" Yeah. And then the music comes in. And yep. then you get the like a, a modernized choose life speech. Yeah, which we didn't write most of it down because honestly, you have to hear you and McGregor do the choose life speeches. I didn't even try and do Johnny Lee Miller's accent because it's just I'm not going to try and do a Scottish accent. Yeah. for one line, let alone the entire choose life speech. Yeah, exactly. But it just—I mean, there's a part of me that wanted the lust for life, lust for life by Iggy Pop, but I—I I, I understand that that was. That was 20 years ago, and yeah. this isn't the same movie. So I was happy that they didn't, but there was a part of me that's like, oh, it, it could have been Lust for Life again. It could have been, I guess, but it wasn't him running at the no, start. No, and that's but it's so, the Choose Life speech, and that's when you yeah. hear Lust for Life is at the when they're running, and there's the the. Well, now it's born slippy. It's exactly, fine. and it it was fine, and I still really enjoyed it, and it was just such a great way to start that trailer yeah well and again let's go with the fact that this sounds already like it will be a soundtrack that needs to be owned because we've got the it's born slippy by underground to start and then it's wolf alice is the second half okay yeah that's silk by wolf alice okay. off of the same album of uh the wolf alice song i talked about in january on right. Tuesday tunes so it's just yeah it's yeah so already you're looking at that soundtrack and i mean danny boyle it, the train spotting soundtrack is just it's so good so good it's so good. Yeah. And I think part of his talent is finding those those songs that fit so well with those movies. Yep. And he did it so well in Trainspotting, and it sounds like he's all... The trailer alone, it sounds like he's doing that very well. Yep. So, yeah, this is not cashing in on the success of Trainspotting, because that would have been done no. within three years. This is... You know what? 
it's we're time 20 to go years back. older. It's time to go back. Let's see what these guys are up to. Yeah. Which is why Clerks 2 worked. Absolutely. It's the same sort of idea where it's like, it's not, oh, we're recapturing it. It's here's what's going on with these people a whole bunch of years later yeah. that you care about. Well, and I mean, Mark and Sick Boy, I know when when he sees Bagby or Francis, whatever you want yeah. to call him. Franco. Franco. Yep. He says, hello, Simon. That might be the first time I ever actually knew what Sick Boy's name was. Because yeah. he's just been Sick Boy. Yep. And so he comes in and he's like... Oh, there's yeah. So he, he to come, the bar to, comes into the bar, and he, yeah. what have you been up to these twenty years? And then, you know, the next shot is you know that we couldn't go shot by shot on this one. There, we just we don't have the time, and it also to describe it to somebody does not give it the full effect. No, this is one that you definitely have to. But you should be watching all of them before we talk about them absolutely. anyway. So that, that way, way you we can guys, chat. Yeah, but but this one is like he's on the train, and then it's this, and then there's this, and then but like we we wrote down the marquee moments like you see that you see the first shot of Spud with that goofy looking Spud Spud face yep played by Ewan Bremner Bremner yep and there's the cop chasing the kid going kind of through that archway and then then Spud it almost like he has this moment of clarity and then you see him as the door opens and he says "I, I missed you Mark yeah I missed you too Spud and like clearly I don't know why Renton left well, he did leave in train spot. Oh yeah, he did. But like, so he stayed away basically, why, he and now away? he's come home. So whatever, the, whatever the reason for him coming home is, yeah. just we, we we'll probably figure that out. But oh yeah, I'm sure. It's just he he stayed away, and these guys haven't heard of him or heard from him in in twenty years, and all of a sudden it's just like okay, it's revisiting. Here we are. It's, yeah. it's, it's our reunion, and it's just. And looking up old flames, and then you get Kelly McDonald, and I love Kelly McDonald. Yep. I mean, when I saw when we watched uh, Boardwalk Empire, I had no idea at the time. Oh, like, you didn't connect it? Well, not at first because she's so young and train spotting. Yeah, I guess, but but I'd, it had also been a couple of years since I'd tra- seen train spotting, and then like fair. Then one day I was watching, and it was just like, holy crap! Yeah, that's yeah. Kelly McDonald. That's Kelly McDonald. Okay, that that that. There it is. It all comes together. And so now she's all like, I don't know what she's doing, but she looks like a looks lawyer. Looks like she works in a bank. Yeah, she like. looks very corporate. Like she's got kind of the power suit and and you know that Brit Bob haircut and yep. Yeah. So it. I I just feel like we're gonna keep waxing poetic about this <laughs> about this trailer because it is it's train spotting. Yeah, and they're going back. To being train spotting again, which mm-hmm. again ties back into the why I'm not as worried about this sequel. Yes, and also Irving Welsh is attached. Yeah, I, I looked it up because I, I actually when I first watched this, I, I tweeted at him because I wanted to to know like I didn't want it to be one of those those things where he sold the rights to the book and so then like in the contract like if they made any sequels, I didn't I just wanted to make sure that there were no like ill will here and I kind of figured it was probably fine but I just wanted yeah. to double check that's why I, I looked and I think like he, he has something to do with the screenplay like he's definitely well he's also in it so yeah right you did mention that as we were looking up the cast list and the cast yeah. list is not huge no it's not uh, so far obviously it'll be fleshed out a bit with spare parts and there's got to be some sort of drama attached because we see some of those shots in the forest and yeah like, Franco's not going to be calm he's out of prison he's going to do stuff Begby's going to do something crazy <laughs> oh man that first the like every that's the beauty about this is because you 
I mean, Tommy died, and that's just so heartbreaking. Yeah. But like, so you see Renton obviously because he's the main character, and then you see then you see Sick Boy. But Renton and Spud always kind of had a different relationship than Renton did with Sick Boy. Definitely. And like it was kind of Renton and then Spud, and then Sick Boy, and Begbie. and then everybody's terrified of Begbie. <laughs> And that first shot when you see him, and it said, what's the line? Um, uh, Choose watching history repeat itself. And then you watch Begbie walk into the bar, but he's got that, like... He has a bucket hat, sunglasses, and the terrible mustache. That terrible mustache. It looks fake in that shot. Kinda. And then it's just like, hello, Franco. Simon. I'm home. And then the next shot, he's looking over that bathroom stall at Renton, I think. I think it's Renton, and he's yelling. And he screams, and it's just like... And Renton just, like, scatters, just books bails. it out. Yep. They're back. Like, it's the exact same thing. They're falling back into their old ways. Yeah. Well, and that, that is that... There's that line later about choose to be addicted, or you're uh, an addict. Uh, you're an addict, so be addicted. Just be addicted to something else. Yeah. But there is that shot where it's like, okay, they're taking, and again, there's another line that you wrote down about a different Smother drug. the pain with an unknown, unknown dose of an unknown drug made in somebody's kitchen. And yeah. they're snorting it. And, and then you start getting those train spotting shots where they're falling back and they're falling through the world. And they're, yeah. like, there's the surrealism. They're inside, but they're in football kits sliding in the rain on the grass. And yeah. 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 That... To me, that is the shot that I mean. There's so many, and I think I could watch this trailer a hundred times and see something new every time. Yeah, pretty much. But the shot that struck me every single time we watched this was when Spud. Yeah, he says, um, "So yeah, smother the pain with an unknown unknown dose of an unknown drug and made in somebody's kitchen, and then take a deep breath, and you hear that." You hear, hear the a- inhale, and you see Spud lean back. And the music cuts. And the music cuts. Yeah, it's like, because the, the music cuts. That's when we switch from Slippy to right. s- Silk. So, right. Yeah. And Spud leans back, and he's on this, on a chair on the top. What did you call it? A, a, an estate block? Yeah. On the roof of an estate block. And you see him start to go over. Then it's a quick shot. Then it's another, like. It's a and shot. So he's starting to lean over, and then it's take a deep breath. And then you see him basically go over the edge. And then it's a whole bunch of quick shots, and then it cuts back to the block, and you can see him falling. And then and then that it's... next shot is Renton kind of diving underneath him and catching him, and it's like it's not on. There's no concrete. It looks like a tile floor or something. Yeah, tile or car or the old terrible carpet from their old yeah. den. Yep. Yeah, and it just, I, it makes me want to. Obviously, I want to watch this movie already, but it yeah. makes me want to watch that movie because I want to know what happens. Like, is Spud actually falling off that roof? Does, like, what, what, what's happening to Spud? <laughs> yeah. I can't, Spud can't die. Well, he definitely can. I know. Well, obviously, <laughs> obviously he can. No, I'm preparing you now. I know. Spud definitely can. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's entirely possible that he does. It's just like, it's, that, but that was... That's vintage Danny Boyle. Yep. And that's vintage train spotting. Which is awesome. And then that callback shot when they're in the moors again. Oh, man. And there's, because there's the one of Renton where he's in, like, kind of preppy workout oranges carrying the bottles of water. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then it cuts back to everybody in the trench coats just on that bridge. Yeah. It looks like it's the exact same spot. Yeah. <sighs> I've never been to Scotland. No, me neither. Obviously, because I've never been to Europe. I've never been across the pond. Like, the the only time I ever flew over the ocean was when I flew to Hawaii. Right. 
every other time I've flown... That's not even the right ocean. Exactly. <laughs> it's just the last... It's the only time I've flown over a large body of water for a sustained period. Because I'm sure, like, as I was flying into San Francisco or, like, as I was flying into Seattle on my way home, we peeled out over top of the Pacific Ocean, but it's, you know, it's Ooh. 50 miles over the ocean to kind of line up to the runway or something. But, like, yeah. the only time... I've ever flown over the ocean for a sustained period of time was on my way to Hawaii. So I've never been to Scotland. I've never been to that part of the world yet. <sighs> Those moors don't really make me want to go to Scotland. I, I mean, they, they do nice. and they don't. Like, yeah. Like, it'd be cool to go there and be like, oh, this is where they, this is that, where they shot the, that part of train spotting and this is that bridge. And that would be really rad. But at the same time, like, it looks so bleak and dreary and. Yeah. Basically, apparently, what Scotland is. You're so. going to Northern Europe. I know. It's not going to be warm. I'm aware of this. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that I was planning on it being warm. I also, although I want to go to Ireland and it's basically the exact same Scotland's thing. Scotland's so. farther north. It is. Farther north? Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. So it's going to be like more gloomy. Yes. Which makes sense. But like, yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> that shot, every time I see it, I'm like, ugh, I don't want to go there. But I'm like, I kind of do want to yeah, go I there. Do. Yeah, I do. The UK just, like, that whole island just looks so, it's different than everything, it's different than mainland Europe, right? Like, and it's just like, there's the shot of of Renton inside what looks like his bedroom from the original one. And, like, it's just a, again, because there's... There's, like, 150 shots in a minute and a half. So, yeah. So it's just, you can't keep track of it all. And it's just like, oh, there's a shot. There's another, okay, yeah, oh, I remember that. But, like, it's that, like brown and green kind of wallpaper with it's like a taupe base and there's like just brown and green like rectangles on yeah. it and that, weird ovally things yeah yep. and it's just like i know that i know that room i i've i've seen it before i've seen it on the original train spotting yeah exactly there's just there is so much in that trailer to take in the first time i watched it 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 just kind of blurred together but again like you were talking about with the Beauty and the Beast trailer, not to try and compare the two, but it's <laughs> it never felt overwhelming. Like, it no. never felt like I wasn't engaged with it, like I had to take a step back. But there's so much that happened in it where it's just like it's kind of hitting you with like, hey, train spotting. Remember when we used to be able to do this? And it's like, yeah, I do. Wow. Yeah. And I wonder if that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited about it is because... It is such a recall from... 96. 96. And yeah. things that happened... Like, the, the, the cinematography that happened then, but also the things that they could do in movies. And, like, you don't need a lot of CG for something like this. No. But there will be some. There will be some. a little bit in train spotting. Sure. The the baby crawling on the on the, the ceiling. Crawling and like, out of the worst toilet in the Absolutely. Yeah. Like, that entire... Yeah. All of that is... CG, but it's minimal. Yep. And that's what I appreciate is this is telling the story. Yep. And I, 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 I mean, I can't say I grew up with these characters because I was, I was 13, 13 when this movie came out yep. and I certainly wasn't 13 when I watched this movie for no. the first time. Nope. <laughs> it was 16, 17 when I yeah. finally saw this movie. My cousin loved it and he was the one who told me to watch it. And, okay. And so I finally watched it and I was like, Whoa. Yeah. Okay, this is this is heavy, but having seen it so many times since, you fall in love with the characters despite the fact that they're all kind of terrible people. Exactly. Yeah. They're they're not good people. They're junkies and they're like not much wrong with Diane. 
But sure, yeah. I mean, she was just a high school kid who was going out partying, and yeah. you know, she's just a kid. But like, Bagby's a just a rotten human being, and yeah, and Sick Boy's not much better. No, I mean, Spud's just dumb and dopey, and 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 he's sweet, but. But he still runs with that crowd, and he still does hair. Like, there's, yeah. Tommy's the of, and that's that is the un, that is the, the heartbreaking thing of that movie is Tommy is the one he was so clean cut, and he was he was the one who was trying so hard to, like he was friends with them, but he was trying to to choose life exactly, basically, yeah. And yeah. then like he finally decides that he wants to try heroin, and that just that's it. That's, that's it. the end. Yeah. Yeah. So spoilers to train spotting. <laughs> Somebody'll tweet you which you'll be happy about. Yeah. But still. I feel like if people are listening to this part of the podcast, they've probably seen the first one. Yeah, we're talking about the a sequel yeah. to a movie so from like, ninety six. Ah, I haven't seen this movie, so I'm gonna listen to them react to that trailer and yeah. not know at all what they're they talking about. They all stopped about. at Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. And they're like <laughs> Beauty Two different audiences this week. Two very different audiences. Say, like, sure, it's Ewan McGregor it's in Ewan both McGregor situations, day. but it's yes. like, I mean, we did Force Whitaker Day a while back, so that yep. was so it's like we, it's nice to be able to find those themes. But these are two drastically different movies. Well, Beast is a beast because he took heroin in 1996, and then way to tie it in. There, I, very, I very nicely done. But you watch, I watched that movie, and while you these characters are awful human beings for the most part you still feel for them and you still are compelled by them you want them to win yeah you want Renton to win yeah and maybe Spud I'd like Spud to get through yeah you're not you know you know that Bagby is destined for jail at some point oh yeah he's going to prison like that is that's just inevitable sick boy don't care no Great again, great character. Yeah, and I like watch. Johnny Lee Miller. I think he's yeah. a great actor. But but Sick he's Boy? just Meh. yeah, he's not he's not the most compelling character. Although he, I'm more intrigued by him in this one. Yeah, actually, because it there was that shot where it's like, is he running a grow up in his bar? Yeah, and then there's the other shot. It's like we see the like it's a, a close up of two shovels over the back of like a car seat yeah. and then you see Renton and Sick Boy standing in a field and then like a back shot of them and they're facing two guys we don't know and a, and, a, and headlights so yeah. I don't know what's happening there but it feels like they've gotten into something yeah it does plus there's that the police section in the car yeah yeah oh yeah yeah um, call the police what shall I say just tell them we're dead yeah and then they're getting out of the car it's yeah. like oh so something's going on. Yeah. So I like. Well, I don't. While Sick Boy is my favorite in the original, I'm not. It's not that I don't like him. It's no, just it's I don't. Just, I don't care if, how things go for him. Right. But I want to see these characters again, and yeah. I'm so excited to to have a chance to revisit this this world. Yep. Me too. Because and they got the same people. That's key. You got the people back who are in Train Spotting One. You got yep. Danny Boyle back. If. To do it without them wouldn't make sense. No. And that's where sequels fall apart. Like that Dumb and Dumber, not Dumb and Dumber 2, but the Dumb, Dumb and Dumber, Dumber. The like unauthorized prequel or whatever it was. Yeah. We're yeah. just like, okay, you don't have like, now sure, Dumb and Dumber 2 didn't really work either. No. That wasn't a movie that we needed to see them 20 years later. It's just. No. And I like, we've all, we all know how much I love Dumb and Dumber. Yep. And I saw the the remake or the the sequel, and it was right. just like, yeah, 
It, it wasn't a story that needed to be told. No. Whereas this is one that I want to be told. Yeah. And I think that's the key difference. Again, like I brought up Clerks 2 when we first started talking yeah. about this. I didn't know that was a story I wanted to be told. But sure. when I saw it, like, I prefer it to Clerks. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's things about Clerks that I prefer to, to Clerks 2. But sure. Th- but overall, I prefer Clerks 2. Yeah. And I mean, Kevin Smith had come into his own as a director at that point and kind of knew what, what his voice was. I mean... I don't think Danny Boyle was lost in 96. No. I don't think Danny Boyle needed to find his voice. I think... No. I think Trainspotting is a pretty damn good voice. I think yeah. that tandem of him and Irving Welsh are pretty pretty good. But, yeah. But that said, Danny Boyle also now has 20 more years of life experience. And an Oscar. And an Oscar. So I feel like he can come back to this with... The same style, but also a very... He's grown, too. He's grown with the characters. Yeah. It's 20 years later for him. So it's yeah. like, here's a... Yeah, I am I am super excited for Trainspotting, too. Yeah, so am I. Um, I found it funny as Sean and I were, were getting ready for this and, and prepping, for the, prepping for the podcast. Sean said that it's been a long time since he's seen Trainspotting. Yeah. And it has for me, too. The problem with that... Is because of the nature of the show, it's never on at 7 o'clock. No, It's ever. never on the CBC Family Movie Night. Yeah, you're not catching this like you're catching Beauty and the Beast. No, I'm catching this when I'm, I've am i gotten home from work at the Saddledome or a late night at, at in the theater or something like that. And I'm flipping through, you know, I lay on the couch and I open a beer or pour a whiskey or something and flipping through. I'm like, it's 1 o'clock and Trainspotting's coming on. Yep. Damn it. Do you not own Trainspotting? I do. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely do. So, but it's not one that I ever think, hey, I should watch Trainspotting. Because you have to be in the right mood to watch Trainspotting. You do. But. Maybe it's time. Maybe it's time. It also might be on Netflix here. Maybe. I mean, if Filth is on Netflix, a Trainspotting could be. It could be. Yeah. You never know. Him. I have to investigate that. Although still, you do own it. So it's very easy to watch. It is. It's just easier to pull up Netflix than it is to track down the DVD. True. Yeah. Anyway, I think the one thing we have to mention before we end this podcast sure. is that last shot. Uh, As yeah. Rent's talking about Choose Life and and so it's, yeah, like, choose your future and then there's the bag, just kind of going through the last few things that we talked about, like, choose, the fu- choose your future and then there's that shot of the guy with the bag over his face, and we have no idea who that is. Can't really tell. Yeah. But then the next shot is them with the shovels, and then so it's like, did that guy die, and they're going to bury him? Like, I don't... There's so yeah. many unknowns that no come clue. out of this, and this is the sort... It's unlike the Beauty and the Beast trailer, where it definitely isn't chronological. It's oh, just like, yeah, it's no. piecemealed here and there, but it doesn't matter. Imagine it is. That is... That would be a, the most mind-blowing thing ever. It's just like, what? And it ends with the shot you're coming up to? I, I kind of do hope that it does get bookended. So anybody who's seen the original knows the the Choose Life speech and everything like that. And he's running. It's Lust for Life. And as he's running, is it him and Spud or him and Sick Boy who are getting chased? I can't remember. Spud. Okay. I'm and pretty sure it's Spud. I think it's Spud. So it doesn't really matter anyway. So they're they're running. And at one point, like, a car stops. And he kind of goes over the, the hood of the car. And he gets up. And he puts his hands on the hood. And he gives that, like, that youthful smile. Yep. And then he keeps running. It's that Ewan McGregor smirk. Yeah. And it's just, yep. And that's exactly what we get. He He's, something happens and he kind of gets hit by a car and he goes down 
so you see him get hit, and then you see the title come up, and it says T2, train spotting. And then you see him, and he kind of gets up, and he puts his hand on the car, and he looks. And he's 20 years older, and you see 20 years have aged on his face, and he still looks good. Oh, yeah, he does. Like, he looks, so he'd be what, like, 45? Something like that. Something like that. He looks pretty good, but, like, then you just get that, like, that grin, that, that, like, big smile, kind of the laugh, and then it cuts to the date of the release, and it's just... January 27th, 2017, I believe? Something, something close to that. It, it... I don't even need to ask, but I'm going to ask. Are you going to see this movie? Yep. Are you going to see it in the theater? Going to try. I don't yeah. know what that what the release is going to be That's like. That's the problem That's with a movie trick. like this. But if but, uh, it's oh, in theaters, man. and we even talked about this before we started recording. If it's in theaters and it's, like, say it's only a week engagement or it's at one of the little ones, like yeah. Globe or something. Yeah. We even talked about getting friends we haven't seen together for a long time together go out, grab some food, maybe yeah. have a drink and then go together and see train spotting cuz there's so many of us who love it. And I think that's I think that needs to happen if it's possible. Absolutely. Uh as you were saying before we started recording, this is a sort of movie where we wish there's like one of those like the what did you call it? The like the the Elmo Draft House. The Elmo Draft House. Yeah. yeah. For just the briefest of seconds I thought you said Elmo Draft House. Also would be great. Sure. But yeah, an Alamo Draft House where you can get beer and you can have a, a meal. And like this is a... You're sitting at a table. Yeah, like, this you is a sort talk, of show where it's... it's like, it, it could be the entire experience. Right? Hanging out. You pay 50 bucks. You're hanging out. You have like a burger and fries and a like a pint. And you're watching the movie with friends. Like that's... I think... I wish we had that here. Yeah. So much for this movie. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Miss, or Mrs., depending on if you're married or not, Internet are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron, that's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean, that's Sean with a U. And we are... It's uh, at Sean Cord, that's Sean with a U. Not at Sean. I haven't done this for a couple weeks. <laughs> Sean is at Sean Cord. I literally just went, saw... Sh- Never mind. Sean is at Sean Cord, that's Sean with a U. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with the U. I'm just going to keep repeating myself until I get that burned in there. Good. And we are at Guys From Podcast. Email guysfrompodcast at thegmail.com. Facebook us at theguysfrom. Did you just call it thegmail.com? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm doing great. Oh, man. It is late. <laughs> Choose a question, choose a subject, a predicate, an object. Make sure there's a question mark at the end of it. Choose to send it to one or both of us on Twitter. It's your life and it's your question, but you need to send it to us. So choose to ask us something and we'll choose to answer it. Yeah. If you and Guy... If you and Guy... Oh, no. This is It's not just me! Yeah. If you enjoy the Guys From Podcast, tell everyone you can any way you can. Everything helps, especially a rating and a review on the iTunes store. Most podcatchers use iTunes to set up their rubric as well. So that is, if you're looking to help us get the word out, the best place that you can go. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, the Blueberry app, Podbean, and Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Lunchbox Theater is doing an hour-long production of It's a Wonderful Life, but 
it's a radio version of it in the sense that you get to see the live Foley and all. Uh, it's really cool. All the actors and one kind of extra do all the sound effects and everything on stage. It's cool. It's really rad. So uh, it's we're in rehearsals right now. It's shaping up to be really fun. The show opens on the 28th of November and runs through the 23rd of December. Nice. If you're in Calgary, definitely check it out. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this Ewan McGregor podcast, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday, movies, as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, I did do a reaction to the election in the miscellaneous category, Simpsons, Dave is going to and has talked about his trip to San Francisco and is probably going to talk about other trips and other things that's going on as well. That's a lot of cool stuff. Where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com Oh, yeah. Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And I have to actually make a recommendation this time because we didn't talk about things that you guys can check out. So I recently watched Floyd Norman, An Animated Life. It is a documentary film about the first African-American animator to work at Walt Disney. He worked on... Jungle Book to Robin Hood to then he did his own film company for a while where they did like Fat Albert and then he came back to Disney and then they kind of forced him to retire but then he came back and he worked on Toy Story 2 and he's still there and like it's cool awesome it is available on Netflix in Canada I also think I saw it on HBO okay which is, I saw like a part of it on HBO it was halfway through and I went man this is great I really want to see this so I eventually did great Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, special thanks to the city of San Francisco and all the people I met there for making this Canadian tourist feel so, so welcome. I had a wonderful trip, and I loved your city, so I'm, I'm already scheming ways to get back. Cool. Yeah. This has been episode 142 of the Guys From Podcast, the Lumiere Podcast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is Long John Lev and their song Charity Quilt. If you like what you hear, check out their website at www.longjohnlev.com. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an MP3 or the link to your SoundCloud Along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along, make sure that there's a download feature on the SoundCloud. Is that right? Yep. Otherwise, we can't get that part off your SoundCloud. Yeah, well, I can, but you won't like the way I do it. Sure. So just make sure there's a download feature and send that link to us. We're big fans of the indie community, and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail, not the gmail, dot com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by Podcasting When We Should Be Eating. Podcasting When We Should Be Eating. Both of us are getting a little loopy at this point, so we're going to stop. Here's some music. Well, I'm a living rendition of a charity quilt. Stitched from pieces of these people in these lives I've Thank for something for the rest But who I really am isn't my best guess but Who I really am isn't my best guess Oh, won't you tell me who I am Oh, just tell me who 
still on both sides of a civil war Yeah, I don't really know what I'm fighting for To be better or worse, it's a definite yes But who I really am isn't my best guess No, who I really am isn't my best guess Oh, you tell me who I am Who I really am isn't my best guess. Who I really am isn't my best guess. 